Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Today, we'll hear part two of a conversation we had on marketing your brand. How do you create top of mind consciousness for your product or service? How can you take advantage of social media to market your business? How important are customer reviews? Let's tune in now as Amy gives specific suggestions on how to create momentum in your business through a few simple marketing strategies. Um, I've told you the story of my first market where I made everything to order and how, mis- how badly that went. Um, how can you make it easy to take their money? Um, it, <laughs> Great it, question, Amy. It, it really is. And so your brand, so so the bigger question is like how to, but you are building a brand. That is your brand development. It's not a PR company. If you get the mu- budget to start doing it and you don't love it, hire a PR company. I'm all for hiring out the C bucket. Y'all know that. Um, but in the beginning, I don't have the money for it. And I'm not interested in going broke so that another company can spend my money. I just don't have, I just never have that much money to start. Um, so identify places, but it's, it's interesting to me. People will come up to me at markets, even the few that I do now. And they're like, Oh, I have your towel. Somebody gave that to me two years ago. I love my towel today. I mean, I, I had a, a, a meeting the other night and the lady just kept looking at me. She goes, how do I know you? And I said, I don't know. I said, I own a couple of businesses. And when I said I own the macro, that's it. I remember meeting you at one of the events when you had your cookies. And and so people will remember if you give them a reason to remember and make it easy. I mean, I will tell you that people make things so complicated. And it's really, if you'll, if you'll follow the idea of, you know, keep it simple, keep it as simple as you can, make it easy for people. Um, deliver what you say you're going to deliver. So if you do get it, I mean, and if, and if let's just say you sold 45 t-shirts and you only had 20 in stock, communicate with the ones that, you know, that there's, we love that you've ordered from us. There's due to the, you know, the popularity of the thing, there's going to be a little delay, but we're getting it to you. Let them know. Even bad news customers like to hear the communication. Um, if you book too many service appointments than what you thought, cause your event went so much, you know, better than you thought and you, you thought you could do it in a week and you're looking three weeks out now, be honest with people. Don't just like not communicate, communicate, let them know. And just, you know, the best news is, is that you actually had more response than you thought, but you're not, they're not forgotten. They're still equally as important to you. So that all ends up building a brand. Now, Amy, you had something really cool on your phone that I thought we should maybe promote real quick. It's, it's the, it's the business card. So there's a, there's, and there's a bunch of them, but I did bought, and I, and we, you know, one thing we, we didn't, I mean, we've touched on this in other podcasts, but we haven't really, we didn't really talk today necessarily, but you know, choosing a, a logo, choosing a good biz, business name, having a catchy slogan, you know, being able to describe your business to someone with some good adjectives. These are all really important when you're out in the marketplace talking about your business. If you say so. <laughs> it Somebody is. asked me the other day, they said, what do you do? And I sit there, I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to get your elevator pitch together, Amy. What get your elevator I do? pitch. Well, I'm like, well you do one? so much. You and gotta- I asked them, like, which one do you want me to? Now I just say I'm an entrepreneur. I don't there know you what go. to say anymore. But tell us about the business card on your phone because it's, so, it's really cool. Then I've, I've seen the ones that are, that are, um, that are digital. We've, we've, you've probably seen these where you can just send the digital business card, but this is cool. She's got something on so, a, attached so to the back of her phone. I have no affiliate to this. So I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah, and we, we get no money for this guy. We this is no free, money. but it was a, it's a little digital card. It's called dot. 
And um, I, it was like $23, $25 or something like that. And it's on the back of my, it's a little sticker that sits on the back of my, um, they actually, you can get a sticker, you can get it on a, like a metal card that you can keep in your pocket. I just stuck it on the back. I'll of include phone. a picture of it in the notes. It's pretty cool. Um, but basically I can hover her cell phone over it and through I guess it's called NSF. I think it's the technology. Anyway, it'll pop up and it'll create, it'll link to all my contacts. We'll go directly. And all she's got to do is head click add to contacts. And now I've created, um, she has my information and it'll go to my website and all my websites and Instagrams. They're all built into that back platform. So when she scans it, she gets all that. Um, and then she has to do is just click on the links. and it's- So this is really important because again, we're talking about making it easy and, and you know, how many times have you received a business card and ended up at the bottom of your car on the floor or you just... Well, you they know, end you, up... In, I have hundreds of them. Yeah, they end so... They up in my purse and I purge them. And now, I have an app that actually keeps that. I take a picture. Even that is a lot of work, though. So what I love about this is how quickly it imports it to my phone. I have you as a contact. It's all there. All your links are there. So I think these are great tools for, again, making it easy for people to find you and to find your products. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I love and, that. And so it's called Dot. This is called dot, dot card, dot, dot card or something like that. But there's other companies out there. Again, I just is the one I purchased. It, the price was good. So I liked, liked it. Um, there are, you know, ones that do more than this does. This is pretty basic, but it allows me to communicate really quickly without me pulling a business card out of the back. Because I am notorious about going to functions and actually not having a business card. Yeah, I've done the same thing a lot. Do what I say, not what I do, I guess, so, sometimes. So, Amy, what about um, merchandise? Have you been big into, like, I mean, I know you have really designed businesses. I'm just thinking, were you wearing a macaroon, the, the Marche de Macaroon t-shirts when you went out? Or how did you... So, I have... So, we have all that. So, it, you know, I... We would wear them every day when we would work as our kind of our company uniform. Rob wears air quality care shirts when he goes to his jobs. Um, I think it just creates a professional look. I have no Blue Poppy designs or Lottie Bells, but um, I do think it, or, or Lady Bizwiz. So I keep thinking we need to have some merch and I can print some tumblers that say Lady Bizwiz. Again, carrying that brand around where you go, even if it's just on a coffee mug or... I mean, I've seen people put this, the magnetic stickers on their car, which kind of always draw my eye for whatever reason. I'm like, oh. Well, people who are really committed, they'll wrap their cars. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, that's beyond what I would probably do. But <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the magnet. And they're not that expensive. I've actually bought them for other businesses. So, But again, depending on what you do. So service-based businesses that are sitting in somebody's driveway while they're doing service in a home is ideal if you had something on your car because the neighbors are going to see that, that somebody in the neighborhood's having something done. They may be... As people are curious, you have some kind if, if I have nothing on my car and I'm in somebody's home, obviously they have no idea who I am. So, I mean, it really does depend on your industry. Um, I just thought of another thing that is so important and that I, I, I have been so guilty of not following up on is reviews. Like making sure you're getting reviews. When you do a good job and someone's happy with what you did, get those reviews. Because I'll tell you where I go when I'm looking for someone in a service business. I go to the next door app. And I go in a particular neighborhood that I used to live in because I know the people there are super picky. And I'll, okay, I want I want someone to clean my air ducts or whatever. And I'm going to, I'm going to type in, you know, clean air ducts. And I'm going to see who in that neighborhood recommended who or who recommended, I need my house clean. Who do you recommend? I'm going to find those. So, so what has happened there is those people have asked, Hey, would you, would you mind leaving me a review on Yelp or on Google or on next door? It's going to help my business. It really does make a difference. It does. I mean, and, and like I said, it really depends on your industry. But 
you know. That to me would be more for service-based businesses because you really need, yeah, rest, really anything. And obviously not gift shops so much. I had a great, you know, they wrap my candle up beautifully would maybe not be, but right. something that you'd be as interested in. But yeah, I mean, reviews are good. I mean, getting people talking. It was interesting the other day that my husband had put a, a one, again, one of his duck cleaning posts out on, no, actually, somebody had put on, again, our neighborhood thing, had put, look, looking for to get my dryer vent cleaned is what they'd put. And before my husband could even respond, seven people responded re- re- giving them Rob's name. On the next door? On, no. It was on the on our neighborhood Facebook page. And if somebody was like, who does that dryer vent cleaning? And I mean, before Rob or I even saw it, Seven people were like Rob Shippy. I mean, they were they were already referring Rob's business out. You can't pay for that. That means you've done a good job, and that is the that is the highest form of marketing, in my opinion. All of my businesses have grown off of of word of mouth. Um, it pays more than anything. I'm not downing, you know, all the beautiful magazine ads you can put. I'm not downing all the great commercials you could be on. I mean, none of that. I'm not saying none of that is is bad. But do a good job, and you will be rewarded. But do a good job. Um, and even when you, even when everything's gone wrong, and I'll give you a good example. So I have a um, I have a wonderful rep group that reps Blue Poppy Designs, and so I have a couple different avenues on my wholesale thing. But I have a group that actually goes into stores and builds relationships. I can't build relationships outside in the of, Northeast, or yeah, I can't just be everywhere. So, right. but I will. But this one particular customer was down in Florida, and my staff does a really really great job, but. Things I think went six ways to wrong on his order. We we had run out of one size wine tumbler, and we we were, in our growth period we were sourcing stuff from where anywhere basically we could get it through COVID. So wine tumblers are wine tumblers, but there actually can be little nuances. And so he got like six wine tumblers that were kind of this shape, and he got like six wine tumblers that were slightly a different shape, so some were taller, and and it didn't match. And some of the wine tumblers came with like little rubber pads on the bottom and another line of wine tumblers that I had gotten didn't have little rubber pads. So he got this order and um, it's a high-end gift shop in Florida. And so he wasn't happy. So he called my rep and really kind of, you know, was upset. And so my rep who, who sold him, even though it was my company and the rep calls me and she's upset. And I'm like, okay, I didn't realize, and we shouldn't have done, we shouldn't have mismatched it, but my staff was making a decision and, you know, whatever it was. So I told my rep, I'm like, let me call him. She goes, well, no, no, I'm the rep. I can handle it. And I said, well, no, no, I'm the owner. <laughs> let me fix it. Mm-hmm. He's unhappy. He's very unhappy. I'm like, that's okay. I can deal with unhappy people. I've dealt with unhappy people before. And I said, and me acknowledging his unhappiness is going to come at a much more value than you on you acknowledging his unhappiness. And I said, give me his number. I'll call him. I don't want you to have to do that. I'm like, give me the number and I'll call him. So she gave me the number and I called him. And at first, you know, he was unhappy and he, he had, he had value in his unhappiness. I mean, I'm not, I, you know, so I listened to him as he, you know, and he gave me kind of both barrels and, and I'm like, okay. And, and I just heard what he had to say. I let him get everything out. And then I acknowledged where, you know, we were growing. I mean, it just, I, I said, we've been growing, I mean, co- but still no, you know, what can I do? How can I fix? What can I do for you to make this right? 
and and and, and then I that, that turned everything on a dime in this particular situation. This is my brand. This is my company. And he goes, "Well, I mean, can you do that?" I'm like, "Absolutely. Let me I'll have six little rubber mats that from I'll pull them out of another box. They're on their way to you. What else can I get you? What can we get done?" And he's like, "Well, I just love the design." And he placed a $300 order on the phone with me before I got off the phone. And I called my rep back and she goes, how did it go? I've just been so worried. And I said, well, everything's solved. And I said, he placed another $300 order. I said, we're going to get that out in two days for him. And she goes, he did? And I said, he did. And I said, he wasn't upset. I said, he was upset. He was rightfully upset. And I said, took care of it. I said, so own part of that. That's also part of your brand. He's been a very good customer from that time on. We, you know, we continue to do, we make mistakes. Things don't always go as planned. COVID changes um, as anybody out there in any industry knows, COVID changes product, you know, product availability. You have to pivot, but own it. Don't pass the buck. Don't blame my staff. My staff did a, it, at the end of the day, it was, it's my company. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, take ownership for what you do. What that does is you get a customer for life, even when the whole thing went 17 ways wrong. How do you, how do you, relate to that customer for word of mouth. So now I've built a long-term customer. Things are going to go wrong. Own it. Um, but you want that word of mouth and you want the word of mouth. You don't want to hide behind bad things that happen. You want to be honest because what ends up happening is what a review looks like is, man, this just didn't work out, but they came in, they fixed it. They took it. I can't recommend this company enough, even though things didn't yeah. go right. It's a big deal. I mean, there's there's a lot of people, a lot of companies that are hiring reputation managers just to try to uh, get get rid of their bad reviews. But but really behind those bad reviews may be really bad business going on. So it really is like you're saying, the integrity of the business and making things right and owning when you make a mistake. It's, it's hard so to know. I mean, you know, we've given a lot of power to individual people out there to write a lot of information unedited that they may or may not know. Um, what they're talking about, but it's based on their experience. How many and, times have you not bought something on a site because you read the reviews? For me, none. I don't read reviews. I, I do. And so my mother does. So my mother, she goes, well, look, I mean, my husband does. We'll go to a new restaurant. Well, let's go read the reviews. I'm like, it's just a dinner. It's not a marriage. It's not a commitment. It's a meal. And he's like, you're not going to read. The I said, I could care less about reading the reviews. I don't read all of them, but I usually read I don't read some. any. And I don't know if it's because I live in a, I have businesses that, you know, I like good reviews, obviously, but I don't know if that's what it is or I don't, I just... I like to try new things so much that those that new things, nothing really deters me from what I want to do. But I am on the I'm an outlier, so do not don't go. Yeah, with, if I'm in a new, if I'm going to a new city and I'm you know want to find a restaurant, I usually will. I will look at some of the reviews. I'll look at the menus. Menus don't tell me anything. Okay. I mean, it, me it might, the menu them. might look great. It's just a, it's what a, if they can't. Prepare it. What if it's, it's bad? A, what if the service is terrible? It's a meal, not a marriage. Folks, stop by Subway <laughs> on the way home and get a sandwich. But anyway, I, I would love a, to take a poll on this. I want to take a poll. It is interesting because I will tell you I'm an outlier on this. So this is, I am not the normal in this. Um, I'm absolutely not the normal in this. So I'm a total outlier. I'm really surprised because you're kind of a, fo you're kind of a foodie. Like you are. Oh, I am. You like really good food. I do. And so I'm surprised that you don't at least look at reviews when you're I going out of town. I don't. I am. Um, but you would probably ask someone that you know, where should we eat? No. And then you would eat there. No. So you just take a chance. Yes. 
Now we're I, back. We're back to the risk averse, and I'll, I'm, I'll I'm an outlier again. again. I am a total outlier on this, but yeah. I mean, we're literally driving to a new restaurant. And my husband's reading reviews. This week. I'm like, I don't need any reviews. I've already made the decision. We're going, and then he has all. I'm like, the steak was like a frisbee. You could have tossed it. And he was like, it's okay, it's fine. I'll eat, I'll eat shrimp. <laughs> And I'll give a restaurant like three tries. I'll keep going back even if it was not great. I'll oh go, my gosh. I'll go three times thinking they had just had a bad night. Um, no, I'm just, I mean, again, I'm an outlier um, on really most everything. I don't really re- read reviews on anything, but. Okay, so we just talked about the importance of reviews, and now Amy's saying don't worry about reviews. But, yeah. hey, I still think in this day and age, No, 99.9% of the people read reviews, so you need reviews. Get I reviews. am your oddball out, so you just. If nothing else, get reviews so you can write it on your website, your Facebook page. You can, Oh, it you creates know, content. Yeah, create content. So, I mean, Lady Biz Wiz is great. I've had people write testimonials that have worked with Lady Biz Wiz, and I use I use that for a lot of my social content. So, um, so I am by no means telling you not to get reviews <laughs> because they are really, really important. Um, because what people have to say about you um, for ninety nine point nine percent of the world will be a decision making factor in the next person who is um, getting ready to look at what you do. So. I'm odd, but my husband could give you a list of those. All right. So what what have we missed? We talked about creating content, whether it's video content, um, you know, talking about bringing people along as you build your business. Um, we talked about doing some email, email marketing, and some, email some giveaways, mar- some giveaways. giveaways yeah. yeah. Showing up. Giving back. Find, you know, find a place that you can, you know, give back into your community. Um, we did a, you know, we partnered at one point in time with... Um, Second Harvest Food Bank, is, which is a food bank here in Savannah, and we did it, we were a, a canned food drop-off, and um, we donated a percentage of our of our sales during that time to to the to the organization. Um, I'm all about giving back to the community, you know, buying into the community, you know, contributing to the community. I'm a big advocate of. Um, and, and you'd be amazed you can sit somewhere and, you know, they, somebody asks you what you do, which is what people do in small talks, so, you know, networking things. They want to know what you do. Well, there's your opportunity to pitch, especially if you have one business, you can kind of focus on one. All right. Well, this has been good. I'm, uh, what do you, what do you think about brand story? Do you think it's important? I know that's real trendy. Like, you know, what's your, what's your, what's the story behind your business? Like, yeah. I kind of actually like it when I go on chicken salad check. They have, like, the story. Like I kind of, I, I mean, I'm kind of a story buff, but. Well, you're a writer. I think it's cool to, to know a little bit about the background, especially if it's interesting. Oh, I think people's stories are great. I love hearing their stories. I mean, I, I, did, a, I did a video story with Lottie Bells. I had a video done for it. For, Which was great. It was good. Um, and then it opened another opportunity. And, it, I mean, so, again, I just, I'm all about that. But, yeah, stories are great. I actually surround myself with a bunch of really, I have a like two or three including Rebecca storyteller people in my life because I am really not a storyteller I I mean verbally I guess I am but like writing something down with but you have there is a story behind all of your businesses there's a story there's a why there you know there's a when there's a how and you know people do like hearing it yeah you know I I'm doing you know I was at this symposium I'm a I'm doing this um kind of biz pitch thing here at a local university and um, I'm the faci- a facilitator, so we had our launch thing last week, and my presentation actually is next week. And we were taking questions at the end of the launch because we each, the, all of the all the um, facilitators went up and you know talked about wh- what we're going to offer to the thing and what we do. And 
it was amazing to me when, you know, we took questions and the first question asked, she's like, I have a question for you. And she pointed at me and I'm like, okay, what's up? Why did you start the macaron business? I can't tell you how many times I get that question. And what made you start that business? And, and it's a story and it's a fun story. It's a story that started with a cookie swap party. And then, you know, it, it's a fun story. It's a great little story to tell. It connects people in to what I do. Um, people ask, how did you get there? You know, this blue poppy is a fun story. It talks about my family. All, everything about blue poppy is, is, is around. What well, I like the Lottie Bell story too. I think that's really, got really, it's really cute well, with the cat and everything. Well, it, yeah, that didn't become the name that I wanted it to become. And it became, it became its own story. I mean, it wasn't the story that I wanted to originally write, but it became its own story. So people connect with that. And mainly what it does is they create a memory. And so now your story rattles around in their head and, you know, it's, it's all about connections. People, people connect with people and stories for millennia have been how we communicate that. But I'm, I think it builds community. And so anything that builds community, I think is great to building your brand and marketing right. your company. When I did a lot of um, concerts and singing, uh, one of my favorite things to do is to talk about the song and how, you know, what was the story behind the writing of the song and, and what was the situation and, People just love that. And and I, I always sold, when I did that type of, of singing, I always sold more CDs because I, like you said, it created an experience. It cre Oh, they would come up to me and be like, you know, you told this, this story and, and this happened to me and they wanted to talk about their experiences. So it does, stories build bridges and I think those bridges are really important. So yeah, even I if it's, even, yeah, even if it's just, um, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything even spectacular, just, just con having people connect, like you said, it rattles around their mind and it, and it, it serves to help them remember you more. I think it makes you more memorable. Well, my brother's a chef, and he actually, um, about a year or so ago, did a storytelling dining event. And so I guess three or four chefs Ooh. had come together for this, and they'd sold tickets. So it was a pretty pricey dinner, I guess. And my mom had gone up because my brother, the the meal he was, the this course that he was preparing um, was vegetable was this vegetable soup and cornbread. And of course, in our life, that actually, my mom, that's my mom. I mean, my mom, every year when it would turn cold, we're from the South. So, it does, you know, maybe February. Whenever it got down in the Whenever 60s, she'd bust um, that soup out. <laughs> she would make her homemade vegetable soup and her, and her cast iron skillet cornbread. And, mm. um, and so it, it was, food. it was something we had every year when it got cold. We have food in our family that that our stories my mom makes shrimp and grits every year for christmas morning that's what we have i mean it's my mom's shrimp and grit recipes i mean really one of my favorite things to eat it's but i mean she makes the squash casserole i mean there's there's food and so all so my brother did this whole storytelling event and, i love this idea and he um he prepared and he and he told the story now his vegetable soup my mom said because she was there because it was 10 times better than any vegetable soup she ever made because he had done all these reductions and she goes I didn't do all that we just had vegetable soup but um but no it's it's there's there's stories everywhere it reminds um, me of the scene in Ratatouille yeah. you know at the end when what was his name the food critic he you know he's taken immediately back to his childhood yeah. with Ratatouille yeah. so he ended up picking up a couple of private dinners out of that thing from people who resonated with the story and you know, people like a story. I think stories connect us. Not only to connect us, you know, there's something in somebody's story that you can relate to. So again, it builds a bridge and, and I'm, I'm all for it. Now, I have Rebecca to write the real story. <laughs> you know, she, she's really great. I'm going to give Rebecca a plug here. So Re I've got two women in my life, particularly they're both story writers. And um, 
So they jot down things I say, and they actually like requote me back. <laughs> so Rebecca, the other day, we're in this local women's business group, and the, you got to watch what you say, Rami. I know becomes... the post said, you know, give me a post a good business quote. And Rebecca quoted me, and I just laughed. And then I quoted myself. I laughed and I laughed. Um, so yeah. I mean, I have I surround myself with writers. It's semi sea bucket, but they see they see they see things in what that I don't even always identify. So if you find yourself a writer, if you don't write, but I run my mouth enough, so I guess that works. And they have content to write about. <laughs> no, but capture this. Like, what's the story behind your business? Well, you know, what what caused you to maybe there was a need that wasn't being met for you, and you decided, hey, I want to I want to meet this need. You know, maybe something your child needed, or I don't know. I mean, a lot of times, you know, even with book writing, I've heard it said like. F- write the book that you couldn't find when you needed it. And, and that just so spoke to me because I'm like, there's books that I wish were out there that, that aren't. So, you know, maybe you started your business because there was a need and, and it wasn't being met or it wasn't being met in the right way that you wanted it to be met. So tell, tell your story and yeah. And if you need help doing that, reach out to someone in your family or friends who, or Rebecca or, or me who, who, <laughs> can help, your story. who can help you do that. But I think, I think that is really important in, in, um, in helping people connect to your brand, not just building it, but having people really relate and connect to you. Perfect. We will see you next time. Thank you so much. As always, remember, we are always looking for new topics. Let us know what your questions are. Questions at ladybizwiz.com. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.